I love about you. My decade in radio by Polly James. So welcome back to the 10 things I love about you. My decade in radio by Polly James supported by radio today. It feels like ages since you've done one of these because the podcast series took a little hiatus last week because I was on holiday visiting my dad who lives in Tampa in Florida, of course, over in the States. And I took the opportunity when I was there to hook up with some old radio friends at the local hit music station in Tampa Bay, 93.3 FLZ. And uh, I recorded what you're listening to now as the American Radio episode with Brian Fink, who works at FLZ, Rose as well from The Kane Show, um, which is the morning show on FLZ, not the breakfast show. They don't they don't call it breakfast. They call it the morning show in the States. Uh, we're going to be talking to those guys anyway on part two of this episode. But part one is me now chatting with another old radio buddy of mine, actually, a fellow Welshie, but he's totally lost his accent. But someone who shares the same enthusiasm about radio over the pond. He knows so much more about it than I do. He's going to give you a true insight into what it's like to actually broadcast in the States as well. He presents at the moment Gold Breakfast out of Leicester Square. Each weekday morning, it is Mr. Tony Dibbin. Hello. How are you, Polly? I'm fine, thanks. I know that you are super obsessed, just like me, with American radio, but I feel that I'm more of a fan of American radio, but you've got more experience on American radio. You go over to America once a year and you're actually on American radio, which I'm like so jealous of right now. Yeah, it's my kind of thing. People think I'm slightly weird that I go, well, they would say I go on vacation. Yeah, um, vacay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I think it's really important. It's like, you know, what we do is to go to another country um, and see the way that they do it, see the way they operate, and and not just on the air, but I'm, I'm fascinated by the entire way American radio works, the way they network different to us, the way that they syndicate their own shows, the way that the presenters can do their own mm. live commercials and then take the money for it. I'm hugely impressed by that. No, we need to um, talk about that because we have had a pre yeah. we've had a pre chat, obviously, and you've you've blown my mind on a couple of occasions talking about American radio. And that in fact let's let's go into it right now. You just said that American radio presenters, so if for example, now that they're on air and they do a breakfast show and if you're a presenter listen to this, they could have a call from a company I think the analogy yeah. you used was a sofa company. No, no, it was a it was a mattress company, and they called up the yeah. presenter. They said, "How much could we pay you to say that our top new mattress is the best one on the market?" And they would be allowed to do that on air, right? Absolutely, and they they just press pause on their. Um, they call it station break. We call it commercial break. They just press pause on their station break, and they'll do a live spot. They'll say, you know, you know, I've got one of these super whatever, uh, you know, extreme Hokey Cokey 500 mattresses. <laughs> you can get it from Mattress Man. I think you should go down there and tell them I can do all of that stuff that just is not possible in this country. And the most fascinating thing of it all is the audience absolutely just think that's totally normal, you know, and it's from their cars to their mattresses to their home decorations. It's crazy. That's crazy to even think. If I was to stop the adverts on Capital yeah, Breakfast and, and and the same with you as well on Gold, I, you, you know, stop the adverts, <laughs> pause them and I don't even know how you... Oh, kill ads. There's the button. I can see it right in front of me. Yeah, if, yeah, I was no, to, no, if I was yeah, <laughs> <if I> to <was> kill, <laughs> kill ads and then talk about, you know, my, my fa- I don't know, my favourite brand because they've given me a thousand pounds or something. I, I mean, that's, that's my job on the line right there. I mean, it wouldn't even cross my mind to do it. Yeah, and they've got their own clients. So the presenters have their own clients. The station obviously has their own clients. And then they cross over. 
So the station will come to the presenters and say stuff like, we've got this client who's been you know, on the station for a couple of years. They would like you to do a live spot, so could you do one? And the station will then collect the money and then pass it to the presenter. It's crazy. Wow. I mean, I'm just like, firstly, because I know, I mean, you probably as a breakfast presenter, you probably get a lot of people, I don't know, maybe sliding into your messages every now and again saying, can you mention this on air? Can you mention that on air? You're like, I really can't. As much as I'd love to, I can't do that, I'm afraid for you, even if you are a friend. But as I say, you know, your job's on the line and you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we have promotional companies, as I'm sure, you know, you do in in the um, Capital Wales studios, like in Leicester Square, that will deliver stuff. You know, and and it will never make it through because that's, you know, all controlled in the way it is. But these these promo people give it a damn good go. It's not mattresses and cars like it is in the States. (laughs) Hell, I mean, I I would be all over that. Like we had Welsh cakes delivered the other day, but you know we, we could put it up on our social medias. But you know we we're, we're not going to talk about this on air. I'm afraid. Yeah, you can't stop an outbreak for Welsh cakes. You know? That's not <laughs> it. It's not rock and roll. I have I have tried many times. Believe you me, Tone. But honestly, so t- tell us about your your trips to America and tell us the station that you're on and how you've managed to blag being on air in an American market. I need some tips right now, Hen. Okay. So, in 2012, I was doing my show in Leicester Square, and there was a commotion in the studio next door, and I thought, that studio is normally just, you know, a spare. So, I kind of put my head through the door. I was like, what's going on here? And one of the engineers was like, leave those guys alone. They're American. And, of course, I'm completely obsessed with American radio. So, I let the engineer walk off. 20 seconds later, I was back through the door. Hi. You know, got to know these guys, took them out, showed them around London, um, me and the the presenter absolutely hit it off. Um, you know, we were just like, they call it the big American bromance when I go over there because <laughs> we can finish each other's sentences. And we just both have the same childhood obsession with radio that turned actually luckily for us both into a job. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he kept saying, why don't you come over? Why don't you come over? And then four years ago, I went through a really bad um, marriage separation and I was at a loose end and I called him and he said, just book a flight, just, just come over. And I did. And I, I inadvertently rocked up on St. Patrick's day four years ago. And I've gone every St. Patrick's since because it's the biggest, most wild party over there. Right. Yeah. And now, uh, well this year, 6,000 listeners turned up to the St. Patrick's party that the station throws. Um, and it's just insane. And, um, yeah, well, I, last year, we did it, uh, St. Patrick's OB from the, what would have been the stage of the, of the party. And um, they flew in comedians from Saturday Night Live. We flew a band in from LA. I mean, this is big budget stuff. You know, they're syndicated on about 18 um, stations. What's the show called? So so it's the Dave and Jimmy show. You can read all about it at DaveandJimmy.com. DaveandJimmy.com, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you, and you, so they, they have you over for a week once a year to co-host yeah. and you're like, what do they call it, like, British Tony, or like yeah, the so, Tone the Brit. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm like uh, the British guy is like what the audience call me, um, <laughs> and I'm pretty much there through the week. Um, last year we replicated the the big the big reality show in America called The Bachelor, as I'm sure you know. Um, mm-hmm. And last year we replicated that, so I was The Bachelor, and then we had two lots of girls in every day um, and then we would go on crazy little dates and stuff and then um, I sent the winner to Miami with her mum so they didn't really have to go on holiday with me. Oh wow! Um, and then this year we uh, we did the same kind of thing where we had girls coming in 
Um, and the, the deal was he could win a date, might be my date to the royal wedding. Um, and so, we're so you flying, fly them to London? Yeah, so we, we did a deal with Atlantic Records. So they're actually just flying the, the winner and her friend or her mum or whoever she wants, her husband. You know, it wasn't that yeah. kind of real setup. So they're, they're, it's the tickets for two to come over. Um, we've, we're throwing a party in a pub in Windsor for the Royal Wedding. So the breakfast, two of the breakfast show guys are coming over. Wow. Um, and then they've got tickets to Rita Ora. They've got a champagne trip on the London Eye. And we sort of all, <laughs> it's, that's how you can work together. You know, you can sort all this stuff out. And it's just from, from friendship four or five, four and a half years, well, you know, in 2012. So it come from there and it, we're making great rates. The, the stuff with, that, that we do when I go over there, I just sit there and go, this would never be on the air back home. And I literally sit there crying with tears of laughter in my eyes because <laughs> it's so fun. Just so if you are listening right now to the podcast, that I've literally just come back from America. You're going to hear my chat with Brian Fink and Radio Rose from the from the Kane Show in just a little bit. And you've obviously just come back as well. And I just, I really just like, I just miss listening to that type of radio. Like once it's been in your life for like, you know, a couple of days, you just crave it yeah. every single day because I love British radio, of course. Um, I love Welsh radio even more. Uh, but it's uh, it's a geek fest when I listen in to other stations over here and, you know, I'm just being nosy. I can't seem to listen to the radio as a normal punter anymore. But in America, I can. I'm a big fan of it and I love it. And I don't think about what's going on behind the scenes. I crack up, like you say. I'm listening with tears in my eyes and I just think this is like the best thing ever. This is entertainment I mean, I, for me. I'm, I'm sat in the studio with them as, you know, doing the job that we do. And I'm trying to work out what they're going to do next. And <laughs> nine times out of ten, I'm wrong. And when you try and you, you visit a studio in this country, you know, I'm very lucky that I get to work in the, the big global building in Leicester Square. And I can, you know, pop in and see people. You kind of go, are oh, they going to do a link? And they're going to, you know, this is going to be an interbreak. This is going to, you kind of piece together what, the, what we're going to do. Because yeah. Uh, we're so heavily kind of, you know, restricted and governed. I mean, they one here's an example. One day we were just in the studio. They said, "Well, you're going out now with the with the engineer." So where am I going? They went, "I oh, will find out when you get there." And I they took me to this this place called the Lion's Den, which is the American equivalent of Ann Summers. Um, and then they had listeners on the phone, and I was had to describe items, and we played <laughs> the prices right, and the listeners won the item if they got it right. I mean, this would. You could never even attempt to suggest that to a programme director. They go, no, there's an Yeah, happening. no, no. Yeah, I mean, I'd try and attempt to suggest it, but yeah, I know exactly what the answer would be. <laughs> you know, it would be like, uh, no, that's not right for our brand, that's not right for this. This was just decided 15 minutes before we did it, and it was just one of the funniest pieces of radio that one I've been part of or two I've even listened to. I was listening down the talkback in tears with the stuff that they were talking to the callers about. And then the, the, the items that they were passing me were getting more and more dodgy. And, of course, then I've got this, this kind of weird British accent I'm trying to describe, you know, items that... You know, it's you got ears be. and yeah, it's, exactly. uh, it's, it's, it. a, it's around yeah. at Easter time, that type of thing. Yeah, I said it'd be very popular <laughs> next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one won't be delivering any, any eggs for you. But, yeah. <laughs> and you know what I really love about the way that they work? They'll have a 5, 10, 20 second conversation, you know, the end of the song, they'll discuss what they're going to do and they will literally launch into it and go for it. Well, we will get lost in the planning stages. Now, I'm not saying that the way they do it is right and the way we do it is wrong. It's just it's a different way of working. And I'm not saying that they have a 100% success rate on turning up magic every time they do it. 
but they don't lose the momentum of the idea. And sometimes we can do that. We have big planning meetings. We've got to discuss it with this person and another person. And we've got to bring other people in. They will literally have the conversation. Wouldn't it be fun? Wouldn't it be great if we did this? And before you know it, bang, it's on the air. And, you know, most of the time, in fairness to them, the ball is in the net. You know, sometimes when you have got a great idea and you're running with it on air and it's come from an organic place and then all of a sudden you're stopped in your tracks because you have to call up your producer and see if it's yeah. all right for you to put out on air and you have to check with the PR manager and you have to check with the marketing manager and uh, sponsorship of promotions and stuff. You, it kind of loses the magic a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, this is all about momentum and momentum where they, the whole show, everything they're doing is, is riding on the momentum of now, this moment. This is what we're about. Whereas we've become used to and accustomed to riding on a momentum of what we planned a week ago or we had a conversation at the end of yesterday's show. Mm. And so wouldn't this be good? And all of those <laughs> things are great, but we're riding on a momentum that's much slower and much more controlled and much more thought through. And there's pros and cons of both. But just in terms of talking about how fascinating watching American radio be made is, the momentum that they are riding on is sure much faster and higher than ours. This isn't a global way or a barrel way. or anything. It's a British way. And, and you can even extend it right out to the BBC. It's, 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 a, it's a cultural thing. It's what we have become used to, one, delivering and two, listening to. It's so true. It's so loose over there. And it yeah. just reminded me now when we were talking yesterday about the Ryan Seacrest situation. Ryan Seacrest does the network show on the station that you do the breakfast show on. Yeah. And the guys <laughs> on the breakfast show were talking about Ryan Seacrest in a way that would not fly over here in the UK. Not one single bit. He's in the news. I mean, he was fairly recently all over the news, uh, for you know, for the wrong reasons. Um, they didn't take the show off. They um, they left the show on, but the breakfast show were pulling him apart, like literally before the show was just you know going to air. And I was thinking that would never happen. What here. were they? What were Did they you, saying? Well, you know, like they they were doing the kind of tease into the show, and they were saying, "Oh, you know, Seacrest coming up next. You know, make sure he, you make sure he keeps his hands to himself and all this kind <laughs> oh my of God. stuff." God, you know, there were tears in my eyes, thinking I well, can imagine one of our you know, daytime syndicated network, whatever you call them, shows on any of the brands in this country, you know, and we're getting in a little bit of trouble. The, the, the show before them would never no be able way. to go in that territory. They'd be pulled off the air. You'd be in the program controller's office before before you knew it. Right, right. But they're encouraged to do this kind of stuff. You know, it's like, almost, it's almost like, what did you say about Seacrest today? You know, when I was there, they had me doing impressions of him just before the show started and stuff. And it's just like, I was sitting there going, this is so different to where I come from, to what I'm used to. Oh, what's the deal with the ratings over there? Like, you know, obviously we've got Radar over here, but they can get their ratings like that, like on the spot in a day. Yes. So they've got multiple ways of working it out. They can get their figures kind of weekly, monthly, quarterly. And if they request them ahead of time, they can get it to the show. So if they've done something specific, let's say they've had a big guest in, they can say, well, how did this particular show equate to our average day? <laughs> and I think that's so fascinating. You know, so when I go there, for example, for a week, they will pick out my week and say, you know, according to five of the previous weeks, we were up. And you just go, wow. Of course you were up. Here? You were on air. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like, wow, British guy wins. Um, but of course, you know, I'm, going to, I'm not going to win probably every week. It's a novelty factor that St. Patrick comes around and here comes the guy from England, <laughs> um, you know, with my crazy stories. They're all fascinated about you know, just general everyday life in, in Britain. Um, and of course, now they've got the royal wedding. 
Um, they're very interested. In fact, they're more interested in the royal wedding than I think we are. Yeah, um, well, I can imagine. This whole promotion that we're that I'm involved in with them has just gone mad because yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. wanted to be involved. You were there, um, quite interestingly, the the day the the big announcement about iHeartRadio uh, came about, and it kind of says a lot about the culture of American radio, doesn't it? When you heard what happened, or when you saw what happened, I suppose. Yeah, so uh, it was five past ten, it was a Tuesday morning, and the announcement was emailed around, I guess, to senior management first, and then they read the email to all staff and, um, you know, contra- everybody that's involved. Uh, and, and this is this is iHeartRadio was going into bankruptcy, right? Yes, so this is the announcement that essentially the company you work for has just filed for bankruptcy and has gone bust. Um, they all knew it was coming. You know, everybody knew this this day was going to happen because it was 15 to 20 months in the making. And there they are. They got the email off the uh, off the printer, and the guy reads it out. And do you know what they do? There's a knowing look around the office. Everyone kind of looked at each other. They burst into applause. And one guy said, order the pizzas. And the other guy went to the fridge and got the beers out. <laughs> what? I don't just, get it. <laughs> and then they were high-fiving each other and saying this was the best thing that's ever happened to the company. Um, you know, 25 minutes later, they'd got hold of a Jeep Wrangler with $40,000. And we were off to go and give that away. Uh, well, because what that bankruptcy essentially means is the company became 10 billion pounds better off. Um, so, yeah, it's just a crazy, mm. crazy world. And their whole attitude to change and the whole attitude to the way things work is so different to ours. So, you know, I've been at radio stations before, as I'm sure you have, yeah. where some managing directors come in and said, oh, look, you know, we've been bought out, you know, and then, you know, it's curtains because it's, it's always the way. It's yeah. always the way that it plays out. Or, we, or, you know, we're going to rebrand or we're going to do whatever. You just know that, that that's, that's the end. And people will be desolate. There'll be tears. I mean, God, I've had to, you know, I, I had to walk through a whole load of people through, through that process when uh, we did co-location a couple of years ago when I had my senior, you know, serious hat on for a while and worked in management. Yeah. Um, and then that, that led to me going back on the air. But the way they just deal with change, it's like the best thing ever. It's like, wow. I but also... Do you not think there's a theory in the fact that, you know, the, the, the talent are the power over in America yes. as opposed to, yeah. you know, here in Britain, it's the managers? Yeah. So the talent over there, for example, signed five year contracts, right? They're able wow. to stay on the air for 20 plus years. They're able to have generation after generation grow up with them being part of their everyday life in that region community, mm. you know, and we're talking big areas here. You know, we're talk- some, some of these shows are on in multiple states. So it's not just like big city radio. We're talking, you know, multi-region. But they're allowed to stay on and they become kings of their market. And we don't do that. Um, in fact, I don't know if we, I think Karen probably was the last pioneer of that. Um, yeah. Who had, you know, ultimately, he, he, you know, Chris Tarrant wrote for own London. I mean, I remember the days you could walk around London and you could hear Chris Tarrant's voice coming out of taxis and cafes and market stalls. And it was almost you didn't even need a radio. You could just hear that show. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that is kind of where they still are because they've allowed their talent, for, rightly or wrongly, to, to, own, you know, to own the show. Um, and there's lots to be said for, is the talent bigger than the station? Um, you know, and many people who work in management in this country would you know, freak at the concept of that. But when you see their numbers and when you see the things they're able to do, like, for example, they, they threw a St. Patrick's party 6,000 listeners turned up at 6 o'clock in the morning just to be part of their St. Patrick's party. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. This is in a city of 1.9 million people. Try and do that, you know, in, in say, Newcastle or Swansea um, in this country, you know, by the power of the, of the current way we deliver radio. Not going to happen. Yeah. Oh, Tone, thanks so much for uh, for being so insightful, for being so refreshingly honest as well, which is um, is so nice to hear, actually, because I, d- well, I don't, I don't you know get to... Really funny about this, this whole conversation? I was listening to your podcast the other day. Which one? Here I am, the one with Steve Allen, because Steve, Steve comes to visit me most mornings. Oh, right, of course, yeah, show. yeah, yeah. And, and Steve and I were talking about this very podcast, and I said, please, I think I'm going to be on it. And, um, and oh God! What did he say? Did he say don't don't do that? <laughs> no, he, Steve loved it. He loved his time. So Steve thought it, again because he spends most of his time interviewing other people. Yeah, yeah. That when he was able to talk to you, he thought it was the best thing ever because someone actually wanted to hear his answers. Oh, you know? bless him! And, uh, he was lovely. Yeah. In fact, he's the, he's the he's the top rated podcast in the series, the Talk Radio one. So we'll have oh, to see I'm, how this. I'm not surprised because you know he's a legend. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, do you know what we're going to do now? Is um, obviously we've just been over to the states. I'm. I'm only two days back and I'm obviously missing it so much. But whilst I was over there, I spoke to um, I spoke to Brian Fink, who's been one of my longest radio friends. He's from 93.3 FLZ, which is a, a Tampa Bay-based station, hit music station. So that's, it pretty much exactly... That's an iHeart station, isn't it? It is an iHeart station. Also on that very station is, uh, is Rose, and she is part of the Kane Show, which originates in Washington, D.C. And that's syndicated out to five or six stations. Uh, we'll find out in the... Well, I'm going to chop this all together, all seamless now so uh, you're going to hear me next uh, talking to to Brian and Rose but for now thank you so much Tony for coming on uh, I, I love you for it and uh, let's hook up again let's go and have a drink let's go to an American bar and let's just talk American radio more and more and more and more <laughs> it's done see you soon Polly so thank you to the brilliant Tony Dibbin and as if by magic now from me being in the Cardiff studio with Tony down the end of the line, I now transport myself over to Gandhi Boulevard in Tampa, Florida, where sits the famous 93.3 FLZ. So let's hear from the Americans themselves. Welcome back to the podcast, The 10 Things I Love About You, My Decade in Radio. This is purely a huge self-indulgence episode because I am obsessed with American radio. I was trying to figure out why I absolutely love American radio, but it's I just love everything about America. So everything in America is just super enhanced, even like the supermarkets. Like I went into... (laughs) No, for real. I I saw your post about Publix. I I went into Publix today and I was like, this is so cool. (laughs) I absolutely love it in there. And it's exactly the same as like, you know, Tesco's back at home, but absolutely love America. And uh, what a pleasure it is to have... uh, Well, I know you... This is like super weird. I know you as Radio Rose from The Kane Show. You can just call me Rose. Okay, Rose. And uh, and one of my oldest radio friends, Brian Fink. Am I really? Yeah, because for real, when I first started in radio, like 10 years ago, when I first came over here um, to see my dad, I was getting into radio and I was like, I'm just going to like hit up like the local radio station and send loads of emails. It was to Tommy, first of all, Tommy Check, And then you came in and I was like, hi, Brian. And then somehow we just sort of just like hooked up. And yeah, one of my oldest radio friends. God, that literally, it literally feels like it was like a year or two ago. I mean, I I know we've hung out and and gone to shows and everything. But I mean, I remember when Tommy brought you into my production room and, Mm -hmm. and introduced me to you. And it Do you remember that? Like, yeah, it doesn't feel like ten years ago. What was that? What was I like? Well, was I don't I like talk super, about that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can't talk about it. Yeah, I, I mean it's um, it's kind Robert, of amazing that we've been uh, friends this long. I, I mean, know, right. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like it was ten years ago, and I, I remember that. 
Tommy actually said to me, hey, why don't we see if we can get her to lay down some voice stuff? Because, oh of course. Oh, my gosh. I did the Saturday, Saturday, the Saturday night, night house, house party. party. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I'm I, telling you, I remember it was just like it was yesterday. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was so stoked when, when he said, like, come in and see it all. And it, obviously, one of the major sort of inspirations to get really stuck in them back home and, and now obviously been on air for 10 years which is amazing Let, let's talk about the cane show first because okay. i find it crazy that you do a breakfast show but the cane show is originated in washington in washington dc yes. so which is like how many like a three-hour plane journey away yeah it's about two hours they're over there and yes. everyone's in there but you are a co-host in tampa i am the only so one how in the, tampa how the hell does that work so we use an isdn line so it's like a fancy phone call yep, through the sure. radio station mm-hmm. that connects me to them and then on top of that I have a FaceTime with Kane so I can see him and get his attention if I need to okay and we recently put Skype into our studio and we have cameras so in DC each person on the show has a camera on them so I can see them and they have TV set up so they can see me through Skype in the studio so it's like we're in the same room I know do you, do you like doing that would you prefer to be all together in like one studio how it classically is you know I mean, I like being in the, I go up to DC often and I'm in the studio with them and there's definitely a different energy. There's a different vibe when I'm up there, but I kind of like being alone in the studio because I could do the weirdest things and nobody sees me or judges me for it, except now that I have Skype, <laughs> they get to see everything and they call me out for it. But. And I mean, that's actually a common thing. Like Y100 does that yeah. with Froggy being in Miami mm-hmm. and the show being in New York. And- Ryan Seacrest does that now, too, because he's in New York for a lot of the time, and his co-hosts, Sisney and Tanya, are in L.A., so it's it's becoming more common that people aren't in the same room. So do no stations in the U.K. do that? There's a capital, London, which is kind of like the hub. It's the Mm -hmm. headquarters. But every other capital, and like say, for example, there's 10 capitals. So there's capital Scotland, capital South Wales, which I'm on, capital Birmingham, capital Manchester, and then you've got capital London, but every one of the capitals have got their own morning show. Gotcha. And their own drive time show because of licensing so you have to you have to have a local show in the right. morning and afternoon but then in the daytimes you've got everything which is which comes out from london then so as soon as 10 o'clock hits until four o'clock you've got the same person on all the capitals coming from london so that's kind of like here in the u.s <coughs> yeah but we're on in dc baltimore tampa louisville kentucky i had to write this hat down harrisburg <laughs> the hamptons and oh. burlington vermont because we just added uh burlington vermont so we're on in a bunch of different stations and we travel to those places for big events and yeah i mean i'm in tampa because kane used to be down here he did um he's done a lot down here pretty much yeah. every I job mean, down here so he this did is, nights yeah. and then he was afternoons and he was also our program director at yeah. a point and, and now then, he's doing yeah, morning doing so this is like a almost like a, cent- a second home for kane so it was important to have someone down here to make it local to oh, go out okay. to different events like that. What about, you know, like, say, Baltimore or, like, the Hamptons, you say? Like, is there anyone there that can represent them? So it's a really good for Tampa to have you down yeah, here, isn't absolutely. it? Yeah, absolutely. So Baltimore is very close to Washington, D.C., so they can go over there pretty much any time if they need to. And then for the locations that we're not based in, like Louisville or the Hamptons, if they want us to go out for an event, like I went to Louisville for a breast cancer walk back in October, and they would fly me up for it, put me in a hotel. I was there for however long they needed me. And then I come back to Tampa and do my job. That's so a lot cool. of people, when they're listening, they don't even know that we're not in their location. They don't know that we're not in Louisville. Are you told to not they, sort of make it obvious that you're we, not all together? We don't hide the fact that okay. I'm in Tampa and they're in D.C. It's just, I don't know if a lot of people pay attention to it. Like, they'll be like, wait, you're not in the same studio? Yeah. Like, it doesn't click right away. Because if you're not listening to the entire show, you might not get that I'm in Tampa and... 
Kane and John yeah, and yeah, yeah. Riley are in DC, so it's and, fun. And and I'll tell you back because I was actually um, producing the MJ Morning Show back in the day. I remember that. So that's when I came in, the MJ Morning Show. Yeah. So they were on in St. Louis, and the way they kind of started in the beginning was they're like, let's make this local we're gonna put yeah. local heads on this mm-hmm. we're gonna hide the fact that we're not in st louis and we're gonna do this and it really didn't work yeah. um it was something that was a really hard to do because we were literally in a production room writing down anytime mj yeah. would say a local mention we would chop it out yeah if you had mentioned uh, the time we okay. would chop it out See, that seems just like a lot of work for for our for the cane show we do we cut local liners so we have it where it is local so once we go into commercials it'll kick back to like 93.3 flz and it'll be tampa specific to the station and we do that for pretty much every market that we're in and if there's something major that's happening um like if there's some sort of crazy traffic or some accident happens in a certain market that we're in, we'll bring it up, we'll talk about it, we'll let people know yeah. so that way they're aware of what's going on. Yeah, like I hear, I think I heard today that there was big, like, traffic big in crazy, D.C. Yeah, big crazy traffic jam in D.C. One of the major highways was shut down. So they did bring it mm. up, and they talk about that in the local commercial breaks as well, too, yeah. when they do their traffic reports. How long have you been at 93? Do we have, do we have to talk about this? Like, no, no, for real. So, <laughs> <laughs> I popped out like, of my mom, and she actually like, dropped, me up, dropped me off on the front doorstep of the radio station and they're like well i guess we got to keep him now he's actually the president but of i heard um, for real like i'm not i'm not going to say you're part of the furniture but you've avoided all the cuts all the coals here at, at flz what what do you do touch wood yeah, oh my god like no 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 <laughs> wow uh i've actually but that, it's a compliment though i'm trying to say that the, they've kept you here for a very good reason right well well to be completely honest, I mean, you know, it could happen at any time. Yeah. But it, something that I learned growing up here was that you just want to have a lot of tools under your belt. So you want to learn a lot of different things. So when I was coming up, if they didn't need me in one department, they could move me to another department. If they didn't need me there, they could. So I had different aspects of being useful here at the radio station. What's your job at the moment? Oh, my God. What <laughs> is my job? I was, I was about to say, he does yes, pretty like, much everything right now. He's on air. He he must be your go-to guy, though, right? He, like, anything really, that's wrong, Brian. He I'm really is. i the podcast. You guys can just keep talking about me. I love <laughs> no, this. Are you sure you don't want to <laughs> stay real, in the love this. In the compliment? Um, I just feel that you're just like the, the radio done. handyman here. So, uh, yeah, I unclog the toilets when they need to be. <laughs> un- <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> no, I'm not going to take that away from Dave. He does an amazing he job. <laughs> um, so I'm production director for five of the radio stations here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on air every day on FLZ. Um, I'm programmed. What time are you on air? I'm on from midnight to five okay, during so you, the week. Okay, so that's a voice track show, yep. right? Yeah. And then Saturday night I'm live from seven until ten, which is doing a dance show. Um, and then I also program Evolution, which is the dance platform for iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Any other jobs? Yeah, a little bit of everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Why did did you never want to go into like the talk breakfast show aspect of it? No. Why not? You know, well, it it was really something that That's one thing he hasn't done. Get him on the cane show. I mean I filled in mornings (laughs) once. Oh, we called him and had him on air with us before (laughs) as he's ordering Starbucks, which is (laughs) And obviously I'm not good at morning radio because I made them wait for me as I'm ordering Starbucks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, uh, guys, I don't care if there's live radio going on right now. Um, I need a, no. Um, it's just something that it's, it's been the way that it's happened. I just transitioned into production and doing production. It really didn't give me an opportunity to, to do mornings. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had a couple of opportunities to leave Tampa and 
Tampa is just my home. What? I've never I heard know. this before. Oh, yeah. We don't want yeah. you to leave. He's literally my go-to guy. Whenever there's yeah. something wrong with, like, commercials or something's Anything. missing, I, he's the first person I email. I'm like, hey, just so you know. <laughs> and that means I'm doing my job. Exactly. Which is good. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, I grew up in Tampa. Uh, I've been here, God, I don't know how long. And it this Tampa's my home. I really couldn't imagine being anywhere else. Why, why though, after all these years, do you still love radio and you still want to stay in radio? Because it, it, it's just, God, that's a tough question. I know, right? It, it's one of those things that's really in my blood. Yeah. Um, I mean, you knowing that I've been here forever, it's literally all I've done. Um, the only other jobs that I've ever held are babysitting, which I'd be horrible at now because... <laughs> I mean, unless it's a cat that I can look after, then oh, I we know you're <laughs> good at that. then I'd be great at that. Um, I've made donuts for my mom's Did donut shop. Really? Oh yeah, my parents okay, own two donut make, shops. Yeah, make this yeah. A thing. we're gonna make it a bit on air. <laughs> Brian's bringing homemade donuts in. That's, but what? That's how I got into the station. You, you didn't know that? I did not know that. Well, you I brought in, you, like, you brought in a basket off. of donuts, and Absolutely. they were like, "Bring him in." Absolutely. So <laughs> my parents owned a couple of donut shops, and I literally was winning stuff on the radio station. And I would bring them when I wasn't winning. I would bring them donuts, and they would Suck have up. me come in and sit in, and that's how I got in. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, you do what you gotta do. <laughs> you do what you gotta do. If I I'm still not had donuts, your hustle. If I still owned a donut shop, I would still bring them in to try to suck up even more. But this is true. Yeah, that but happen. why? Why? Let's get let's get to the underbelly of this. Why? Why radio? Why not any other media? Why not when things are going so bad in the radio industry? So, you know, let's not beat around the bush here. It's right. a cutthroat industry. Absolutely. Radio is. Why do you stay here? Yeah, you know, I tell people that try to get in. I'm like, listen, you better be ready because yeah. radio will eat you up. Yes. If you're not yeah. tough, radio will eat you up. And it's just something that I just love it. I love how creative it is. I love the freedom you have. I love the personality that you're able to put out on the air. I mean, it, you know, we were just talking about this, mm -hmm. how on Saturday night, how hyped up I am. So yeah. high. And, and literally, somebody was in on Saturday night, and he goes, that doesn't sound like you on the air. And it's... It is me, but to, like, the umpteenth. Yeah, he transforms yeah. into, like, a whole new... Like, I'll see you in the hallways, and you're like, "You'll we'll, we'll have oh, our hey, conversation. Like, hey, but I gotta go clean like, the toilet. <laughs> 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 it's very low-key, and then when I'm listening on Saturday night, he's like, like ah! Oh, my yeah, God. And, and that's I love really, it. It's something that, you know, that's in me, mm -hmm. but it's just not what I am 100% of the time. It's part of you that Absolutely. you decide to expose when you need to. Absolutely. And, and I'd like to think that what's on the air is more me than what's not on the air yeah um because i'm behind the microphone and nobody's really seeing that um so that that's why i love i mean it, you know i mean I know. I it know. just I allows it. you to be yeah. creative and be another person but still be yourself mm -hmm. and that, i mean that's why i love it so and much I, and even I'm, if it is hard i'm on holiday now obviously for a week i, I miss that connection you know yeah. that you have with the audience i'm always like i just want to go back home and just be on the radio yeah, it's like absolutely. so pathetic i agree and it's like have a week off you're like i don't want to right the the same same I for me, like when you're on vacation it's you're kind of you just kind of miss hanging out with your best friends because you talk to them every morning they know everything about you you know everything about them and then interacting with the listeners whether it's through a text line or social media or having them call in it's almost like missing your family member and they really yeah. are a family i mean yeah, these are yeah. you know people that we speak with on a daily basis whether it's on air whether it's mm -hmm. them calling in whether it's social and them tweeting at us or leaving comments on mm -hmm. facebook 
we are a family. It's true. And there's this there was a little girl her name's Anave and she sold me Girl Scout cookies recently and she <laughs> loves listening to the show and she invited me and my producer Natalie out to lunch the other day. Aww. It was her spring break and she yeah. wanted to hang out with us and I'm like <laughs> absolutely she's 10 years old her yeah. mom is awesome and I was like I'm absolutely 100% going. Natalie came we had the best girls day and it's a listener that became a friend. Yeah. How many Absolutely. boxes did she sell you? I <laughs> bought way too many. I, I, think I, I think I bought She's like eight hustled, boxes. Big time. Oh, she does. And she was <laughs> like, when I come out, I'm like, give me all your money. She was telling us like her uh, way that she sells, like if she didn't have any more Thin Mint. She's like, well, I do have these s'mores and they're really yeah. good. You should definitely try them. And I'm like, she's dang, good. girl, she is a yeah. hustler. Okay, so here's the deal. I did the Australian radio podcast a couple of weeks ago. And what was interesting and what I love about the Australian radio um, industry is that the Australian people love radio, right? It's that it's it's bigger than TV over in Australia. Really? It's it's thriving, it's That's respected, awesome. it's it's successful and there's so much money that the budget's huge over there. What what's the what's the state of American radio? You know, you kind of go through ebbs and cycles. Yeah. And I mean if you're gonna look if you're gonna try comparing it to 10, 20 years ago, I mean mm -hmm. it's definitely a lot more structured, a lot more um, corporate and I don't say that as a bad thing. I just mean it's more structured and you know we used to ride mini motorcycles around <laughs> the hallways we, yeah yeah yes, there, were, there was too. stuff that went on that you just can't do that should not be done in a building but it, it went on <laughs> right yeah. no absolutely <laughs> but the stuff that happened then was stuff that in a respected business should not happen and i mean it went on because it's a radio station yeah. i mean you're not surprised at all when you hear stories of stuff that happened sure um so it's definitely grown into the business that it is now which is good and sometimes bad because you know back then it was a lot more laid back than it is now but you guys got away with a lot absolutely. more than we do today but uh, the good thing is is that and I, I can only speak for here in tampa i mean we are a huge family and we have a lot of freedoms that a lot of markets don't yeah i would agree with that a lot why, of people why come, is that what just in tampa specifically i, I think it's the people um okay. i think it's the market how it's kind of grown up um, that and I feel like a lot of people have been here for a very long time. So they saw what it was and what it's transformed into. So they're kind of, you know, they give us a little more freedom, I guess. Absolutely. And, and you know, our management team is a really good management team that gets radio. Oh, good. And, and gets... You need good radio Absolutely. People. And that understands the way a building should be. So, you know, like Tommy Chuck comes from a background of being a family-type person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it allows the building to be that way. And, and it's something that, you know, I, I have a lot of people come in from other markets and they're like, the stuff that you guys do in this building does not happen in other markets. And I'm like, that's that's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Did I answer your question? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I think you did. I think you did a good job. What are the, um, how, do, how do you think the people of Tampa, why, why do they listen to the radio? Why do you think? Um, I think because... Or it's just good America in general. Yeah, I, I mean, don't be, I mean, it's so huge, obviously. <laughs> honestly, I think it's personality. I, I think you really, you know, you're talking about a girl who is selling you cookies, cookies and yeah. she wants to take yeah. you out to lunch because, yeah. you know, you you kind of get attached to personality. Mm -hmm. And uh, the crazy thing is, is you know, I've got a lot of people call on Saturday that they're 
seriously oh, like my they friends get mad when he's not there like i filled in for him before <laughs> no they're like way. you're not brian i know and i'm like oh i'm so sorry that's so savage when when you <laughs> cover really someone are. they're like where are they I really think that's what it is i mean i think it's it's definitely personality that mm-hmm. kind of ties you in um and you know looking through the kind of cycle of radio i think at one point radio got away from personality because they kind of wanted it to be you know stick to the business and then they saw that listeners love personality that's how, you know, you become friends with people. Yeah. I spoke to a guy yesterday and he said that he was like, oh, you work on British radio. That's so exciting. Oh, there's hardly any rules in British radio and regulations. And I thought, you're having a f***ing <laughs> laugh. <laughs> I said, we are the most prudish country when it comes to really? radio. You can't say or no, 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 no. So anything right, like so that. for real. So this is, well, over the last couple of years, we've tightened our belts with just general content. If I said on the radio... I'm really? gone, gone in a So is, is it because of the way <coughs> it is in the UK? Um, I think it's because, and I was talking to my co-host about this because I do a, a breakfast show with Matt and Polly on Capital Breakfast, and I think it's the precedence that you, you set out for your listeners. Now, I can get away with a couple of things. I like to push the boundaries as much as I possibly can. You know, we have to be extra clever and creative to come up with uh, ways to talk about things. You That's know? crazy to me. What's your what's your like regulations up here? Is that because we have Ofcom in the we have the like UK. the seven dirty words that we can't <laughs> say. <laughs> I mean, we we definitely have regulations. I mean, it it might seem that we walk the line a, a lot, lot, a lot um, of the time. But I mean, I I can even think back to stuff that I've done on the radio in the past that would never fly now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the same. It's the same in the UK. Like what I was saying to this guy, like he was saying with, on one station that I used to work on, they were giving away like. <laughs> It's a surprise, for example. <laughs> oh, and we've that, done like, that. Battery op- we call them bobs or shaky things on our show. We've, bobs. we've done that before. Yes. Battery, really? Like battery-operated boyfriends. Yes. Wow. Oh, yes. hilarious. <laughs> I want a bob. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I would, ne- would never be allowed to do that now. That was a 10 years ago, obviously. But yeah. now, I mean, oh, no way. I, I really think that it goes back to... Uh, it's the world w- we live in now. Yeah. Like, it's I happening mean, throughout the, the world, isn't it? Everyone's We're just, just so used to it. Yeah. I, I really think that's what it is. And that's another thing about Tampa. You know, the Tampa market has really, some of the personality that we've had come through radio in Tampa has kind of just allowed for that in Tampa. I mean, you look back to Bubba the Love Sponge, who oh was our night guy years ago, that that stuff. That would never fly. At all. And I was actually just talking to a friend of mine who would listen to Bubba at nights, and she goes, I, just thinking about that stuff now just blows yeah. my mind. Mm-hmm. That stuff would never fly. But I, I, I think that we're just so used to it. Like saying, yeah, we try to shy away from it. But I if don't. we. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Just yeah. like the one that I go What's to. The, okay, so what? Like, so <laughs> the go to <laughs> word. The <laughs> thing in the morning, 6 a.m. Yeah, we can't say. We can't. You can't say. No. It's like the first thing on the show no. is wake your up like it's oh the my first God. thing no way no right way honestly i know i know it's super offensive wow, that time. blows my mind what's the closest to the line that you've been in the last like couple of months on the cane show oh and you thought Ooh. well we the the good thing about us is i don't know if you guys have a dump button so yeah if something ha- yeah but we don't we don't have a dump button in the studio so oh no we really? do because we don't like we know the boundaries like we know it's like we could lose our job if we say anything ridiculous so we don't but do you we ever? We record all calls. Okay, I was gonna say, do you ever take uh, live yeah, phone yeah, yeah. calls? No, 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 we never do. See, we gotcha. take live calls, so sometimes people okay. will say inappropriate things, 
um, or even like if we say something ourselves, there's that dump button that'll take that audio and just dump it right out. So there's like a seven second delay system. Yeah, we yeah yeah, we have like that delay. Um, but I mean, there's been a few. I, I feel like we've been. At least intern John has been dumped a few times in the last week. He was probably <laughs> dumped today at some point. Yeah, like, yeah, it happens yeah. on a daily basis, I feel like. And that doesn't surprise me because, you know, you get in there and you're just having a conversation and you get so deep into the conversation exactly. that you're not even thinking about it That's sometimes. That's the beauty of the radio studio, I feel. You, it's such a comfy, n- natural environment where you can chill and relax. And then Absolutely. Just, yeah. You just talk naturally and just stuff comes out. Like, one thing that we talked about today that you probably wouldn't be able to is this banker I mean, woman who yeah. quit her job to become a sex toy no reviewer like <laughs> no. she that's her job now she uses them and rates them and we talked about that on air today see that's super cool and we'd love to talk about something like that but it's just the got like kids in the car at that time and parents are dropping their kids to school and like yeah. let's talk about there's always something like this you know there's always something different to talk about so do something else which is not about sex toys and i'm yeah. like Why? this is such a cool story we try to save those things for later in the show okay. when we know kids are definitely going to be in school and when the kids are in the car we if there is something that's going to come up that's a little risque we'll say earmuffs or turn the radio okay, down yeah you know? so we'll give them a warning what about um war of roses that's like one oh of my, my god you sound like totally fake no. No. Oh, stop it, it is. No, no, it's not. We get emails oh, all the, we get emails all the I time. I read on the internet that like it was some well, that's what you get for reading on the internet. Come on, Polly. Well, I, I know, but like smoke and mirrors, I just thought like okay, no, this is totally you, fake. Are you serious? You will be blown away about serious? the emails that we get. The most crazy things. Yeah. I promise. yeah. So it's crazy. real. Is it it's actually crazy. real? Yes. Do you remember uh, after sure. Jingle Ball, my friend like pulling Kane aside and saying, "Oh my God, I heard that War of the Roses we were talking yes. about in the office." It's literally because it's drama. Yeah, I think that's what people everybody loves love, about this it. This is why people get, love the Bachelor get, as well. How do you get permission off the off the off the you know scorned woman? Oh well, the woman is. Or it it could be the woman or the man yeah, or the that man. Um, sexist. Email that emails in the situation. <laughs> we call them. We offer them roses, and then we let them know, like, hey, we're the Kane Show. We're recording this. If you decide you don't want to be on air, you can hang up right now, and we won't air it. But and they some keep do. talking. Yeah, it's yeah, okay, those okay. are the ones that we don't air. Right. But the people that do continue talking and give us permission to use it, they, I mean, it's like one it's of fair game. That was like my first radio feature that I absolutely loved, and I tried to bring something similar over to the UK. Not that I'm nicking any of your content, by the way. <laughs> but <laughs> But um, I absolutely loved it, and I was just thinking, this is definitely made up. And now, yeah, I know I'm. Does like, it not Whoa. work in the UK? Or are you not able we to? We just know it's just not. A b- <laughs> Again, it's one of those things that I think it would be a little bit risque for us to do, and to get permission as well, you know, from the other yeah. person. It just would never. It just wouldn't fly, unfortunately. But so, is Capital more a like? What's your demo? So it's fifteen to twenty-four year olds. Okay. So and it's okay. main. It's, it's like male and female, but predominantly a female audience because it's like hit music. It's pretty much exactly like FLZ. I it mean, just it, we it have the same music. We have the same format. We have the same structure. Like in the day, crunch and roll links that are like ten seconds long. Right. In and out of songs. Given the this showbiz gossip. Given the hot topics. What's yeah. trending on Twitter? Bam. I love how like, animated you, know. you are about it, too. <laughs> <Not really like laughs> We're so laid back and talking <laughs> up a 10-second intro, and she's like, boom, bam, 10 yeah, seconds, bam, link, boom. I, there's, there's nothing more satisfying than like hitting a vocal. You're like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> oh, to be 10 Feel years me. into radio again. I know, right? I know. I'm only <laughs> like, <laughs> so boring. <laughs> Oh my god! That's I need to brilliant. do it. I need to do another show on my own. One other thing: why, like, why are your stations called like KM and 
Ethel, like obviously FLZ oh, and like why is that? Yeah, like what's the deal with that? I'm not going to pretend that I know about this, but are they like licensing numbers? Like, yeah, why so you... each station has their call letter, and that's kind of like the business name right. for the station, yeah. and it depends on what coast you're on. So if you're on the West Coast, that's the K ones, and if you're on the East Coast or east of a certain point, that's W's. So we're WFLZ. Pretty right. much everything, WMTX, WXTB, that's all here. Why do you have to say it, like, every single hour? It's just something that has to, to be a legal ID. Yeah. Oh, you have to, s- yeah. so you have to say it every hour? Every yes. hour. You have to say your call letter. You have to identify where your stick is. What? It has to be identified every hour. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. So yep. how, does, how, do you, how do you do that on the Kane show, though, if you go into loads of different this stations? This is where we do, like, the local liners. That's where the, the that local WFLZ will come in. And we do have Can a— Can you not pre-rec it, or does it have no, to be? No, it is. It, it, those oh, right. those yeah. liners are pre-recorded. And we do have the legal ID that plays every hour as well. It'll play, like, right at the top of commercials. Yeah. In the yep. beginning of the hour. So, but what's interesting right. about the call letters is, no matter where you go, it depends because some people know you by the dial, like ninety three three. They'll know yeah. that, but other people will know FLZ. And, and that's something that's definitely changed over the years mm-hmm. because, you know, a lot of people knew the station back in the day as the Power Pig. They didn't know it as ninety three three. They knew it as the Power Pig because that was, was that what it used to be. Called? Yeah, that oh, when was when we it? first came on, it was the Power Pig. Um, and so, you know, and then we went to FLZ for a while and then, you know, a lot of research showed that people know you more by your frequency. And it's another thing to concentrate on because you might have people that are just listening, Mm -hmm. kind of not really paying attention. And if you're mentioning the frequency, then you're telling people where you are just by saying FLZ. That doesn't there's tell so, anybody. There's so much information on their call number. Absolutely. So if you say 93.3, if somebody's in town or if somebody's just passively listening, then they'll know where to find you. Mm-hmm. If you just say FLZ, they have no idea. Especially when it comes to contesting. Like if they're switching through channels and you say, hey, we have you know the $1,000 coming up at this time, and they come back, and they don't know it's 93.3. They might go to a different station, and they're waiting, uh, and okay. then they don't get that payoff. And I've gotten a ton of calls. Going, <laughs> hey, I'm calling in for the contest. I'm like, I'm not even doing a contest right yeah, now. Yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> and we're, we're like, what station are you calling for? And yeah. then they'll tell us, and we're like, oh, you're calling the wrong station. Yeah. So wait, so Z, so Z100 mm-hmm. in New York. Right. So that's WZ100. No, it's wait, W so Z100. I, I don't know what right? Z100 I don't know is. Exactly. I know KTU is WKTU. So um, every station on the East Coast is W. Why would they yes. do that? Why is it, it not an E? I, you know, I haven't done that research project, <laughs> but I'll, I'll write 500 <laughs> words for you. I mean, couldn't you have given me the I heads know, up? Sorry. I could have done some no, homework. No, because that's like totally weird because we have nothing. Like, we have like strong licensing, so obviously, you know, regulations, but we have nothing like that. Which but is each so station doesn't have a call letter there? No. I mean, really? we're, we're, we are capital South Wales, 103.2 to 97.4 FM. But we would. N- I can't remember the last time I've said those digits on air. I don't think I've ever said those digits on air. Wow, that's Never. crazy. Never. We just say it's Capital, South Wales' number one hit music station, or or we just say Capital. But you're also, uh, now, did I hear properly in that, that you're a range of frequencies? So we have, yes, because we're in two sep. So we're in South Wales, and then we've got, like, east of South Wales and west of South Wales. So there's two different frequencies. So that makes yeah. sense why you wouldn't mention the frequency, because yeah, that would exactly, be tedious. Yeah, and yeah it's, exactly. It's like yeah. Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. We're on in both, and you can travel through Washington yeah, and get and it into switches, Baltimore, like, and you'd have to switch stations. And that's you kind know? of like our translators. You know, we have stations that are on multiple frequencies, yeah. and the only time those multiple frequencies are really mentioned are in the legal ID. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's mainly just the name of the station that's mentioned. I love that. 
Yeah. I mean, That's so crazy. That's the way it is. But next time I know that I got to do some research for I know, for right? Yeah, twice. Man, my podcast is normally <laughs> about, about TV right, shows. Just, and <laughs> just quickly, the future of American radio. Hopefully it involves me. I want to work here. I am that would so, so. I'm so like no, honestly, like I'm super obsessed. Like I, I like want to move here. Like, Morning so show, right here. Right here. Oh right God. here. This is it. Stop. Absolutely, no, guys. Don't tease I could do me. the jingle. Stop. Do it. Oh, yeah, guys, do please on. do it. Rose, Polly, and Fink in the morning. <laughs> See, morning. That'd be awesome. Can the we bring? Can we bring back the power pig? I quite like the power pig. I don't know if it ever go up. I mean, literally. Yeah. They Bo- got away with Bowerbank. a lot. Yeah. Last week, forget. You you really should go back and listen to some of the air checks from the Power Pig. Well, like, bu- like Bubba the Love Sponge. Like Bubba the Love Sponge. Like you would be Tom Steele. Really? You, you I think I, lo- I love all that, though. Like, would you prefer radio to be like that as it was 20 years no. ago? No. Why? I mean, I would prefer in some of the freedoms and some of the over-the-top personality. I mean, there was a lot. Like, radio was a lot different back then. The stuff, the stuff. I mean, I was jumping off a roof in a Batman outfit. You know, it was was a lot different back then. But I would definitely like that aspect. But the dirtiness of it? Like the shock jock type of thing. I think that can be polarizing. Like, some people will love it, and other people will just be totally turned off by it. Absolutely. I think it's the the world that we're in now exactly. that's not really in you know back then yeah. it was a lot dirtier mm. dirtier of a mindset and everything now it's more <laughs> PC. proper yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. so i don't even think that would go so over now 10 years from now is there going to be an flz do you think absolutely absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> i i think the I mean, same there'll be an flz but will there be th- will there be less people here will there be more syndicated radio shows nobody can see that future as to what it's going to be, I mean, if you asked the same question 20 years ago to people that were working here, I don't think they would have been able to see yeah, what it is. Because we're, think we're they a bit like that with capital as well. We yeah. think, like, are they just going to have one huge capital breakfast show with licensing terms? No. But I, I, I think the thing about that and what makes FLZ so popular and succeed is that we are local. Absolutely. Like, we remain local. We have local talent throughout the day. And I think that people are drawn to that. And I think you need that. Yeah, I, I mean, somebody in Tampa, yeah, there's a point that you can get the same music from somewhere, but the personality and the localness are totally different on every station. Absolutely. Mm. And, and that's what ties the listener in because it's that you connection wanna, in Absolutely. Yeah. You want to feel like Rose is driving down Del Mabry as well. Uh, as I literally yeah. am. Right? Yeah, I drive yeah. over <laughs> the Gandy Bridge. I deal with the same traffic you guys do, not this And that's exact why people same, listen to the radio. Absolutely. Yeah, that exactly. is. That is I, why. It's I, I, I kind of chuckle every time I see, you know, people talking about radio dying and stuff. And then yeah, yeah. You, you sit there and when we go out, we see how much people connect with radio yeah, yeah. and how they're listening. When you get in the car, you li- the first thing you do is listen to the radio. And that's the other way that people are connecting with their favorite artists and the new music that's coming mm-hmm. out. It's it's another way to connect and that I feel like they, they feel closer to the people that they love because of the music and we're getting them the new music, the interviews, all that stuff. Absolutely. And, and you know, as you know, a lot of it has moved to streaming and digital. Yeah, but yeah. That's why we move to streaming and digital mm-hmm. as well, so that we evolve with the times. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and yeah. that's what you have to do. Like you have to see what's going is on. All the rage like now, they so. have, I'm literally sat in a podcasting room 
inside of FLZ <laughs> right now. I'm like, why, why do you not just use a studio? The right. funniest part is that Polly goes, uh, I'm like, where do you want to do this? And she's like, well, I've got a little digital recorder that I could just bring wherever. I'm like, why don't we just hop in the podcast room? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why a dedicated do- <laughs> room. Right. Well, guys, do you know what? I know that we don't have uh, time, but it's short and sweet and it's been absolutely lush just to come in and talk to you and pick your brains about it. Um, thank you so much, guys. Can I really quickly say, not stop, only do I love Polly, but I love when she uses words that I have no idea what they mean. Is it Lush like drunk? No, Lush Lush is like, you know, like... (laughs) We are such stupid Americans. I've had, I mean, I've had like a pint of Mountain Dew today. I'm feeling a little bit... (laughs) She's Lush off No, no, no. Lush means like... Lush is actually like a Welsh word, but Lush means like hot. Like, oh my God, it's been like so luscious. Luscious? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, Okay, luscious. So you're stealing our American words and you're just shortening Shortening them. Exactly. (laughs) We are abbreviating them. We're making them cooler. You need to check out Urban Dictionary. I know what Urban Dictionary is. Damn. I study it every night before I go to bed. I have Urban a, Dictionary have word the, of the day. I have the Urban Dictionary app on my phone just Wait, in case. Wait, there's an app for it? This is, how, this is how old I feel because I'm like, people like tweet me stuff and I'm like, what the frick does that mean? I, <laughs> I probably use it at least five times really? a week because I'll get the same thing. Text messages or like my producer, she's 23 and she'll say something and I'm like, what know, does that seriously. mean? I have no idea. I feel like, like not um, anymore. What's her face? Um, Cardi B went on. Um, oh, what oh, does that mean? I have no oh, idea. Cur? Oh, cur? Oh, is that like, and you can't even write that in Urban Dictionary. I'm like, what it's the frick? O-K-U-R-R. Yeah, I thought it was. R-R. That's I what think I did, yeah. Like yeah, and, and I mean, it's it's always <laughs> changing. It really is. There are yeah. so many words that, you know, I, I, I was talking to one of the DJs yesterday, and he said a word that he just literally made up on the spot, but I'm like, that's how it happens. With it. Yeah. That's Good. how it happens. You yeah, know, one exactly. person hears it and they decide yeah, to. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Thank you very much to Rose from The Kane hey. Show and Brian Fink, the legend of so FLZ. <laughs> I know. Ah, so there we go. The American Radio episode done, completed. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much to my special guests for joining me, Brian Fink and Rose from The Kane Show on 93.3 FLZ. Big up Tommy Chuck as well for letting me inside the building all those years ago, for letting me be that another level extra fangirl of American Radio. And for now, um, letting me fulfil what I hope you thought listening was a great insight into American Radio and what it's like to broadcast in the States as well um, I feel so much more enlightened especially after talking to Tony Dibbon as well who's uh, who's on Gold Breakfast in the UK but has that contrast each year of doing a week uh, in, in the American market in Ohio lucky thing but thank you once again to Tony to Brian to Rose for your time I thoroughly enjoyed that if you loved what you heard make sure you rate review say something nice if you want to know anything more about American Radio I might not be able to answer your questions but we can have a good old chinwag about it I could spend hours talking about it so Get in touch. Hit me up on Twitter at Polly James. And once again, thank you to Radio Today for supporting this uh, this podcast series. We've only got three more episodes to go. And uh, Omni Studio as well, who are my podcasting hosts. If you're listening to this on various different platforms, it's because of them bad selves. So thank you very much to Omni Studio, uh, Radio Today, and all of you listening as well. Uh, we'll be back next week. See you then. Things I love about you. My decade in radio by Polly James. Supported by Radio Today.